Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Good morning. I do believe we just had a breakthrough in the house, didn't we? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. A number of years ago, um, a few of us here at Unity on the Bay began catching glimpses of a message from a Unity minister who actually serves in the capacity of uh, transitional ministry, which means he goes into churches, and he's been in many different churches around the country, and he supports congregations as they move from one minister to another. In the process of that experience, he has come to develop an approach to unity ministry that takes us beyond merely the idea of an individual transformation into the understanding of our own transformation being prelude to our ability to move out into the world to help transform others, that we are all in this together. And while that approach has not really been historically popular in unity, we've been kind of a me sort of movement in that regard. You know, I need to get my life together. I believe we're at a point in time and space now where it's it's time for us to start sharing this message to no longer be the best kept secret in Miami or in the country or on the planet, but to really start reaching out, to move out in ways that really help the world transform in the way that it's ready to transform. So having heard the message, we decided to invite him to Unity on the Bay. He spent yesterday with a number of our key leaders at Unity on the Bay, and he's here this morning to share with all of you. Please give a warm, loving Unity on the Bay welcome to Reverend Barry Bernard. Well, good morning, everyone. It is indeed a pleasure to be here, um, just to be in this energy field that is Unity of Miami and, the, and this wonderful leadership group you have, and with Chris and with Juan, and, and then, I don't know about you, that kind of music makes me ball, you know? <laughs> I mean, it just, it just really touches me in somewhere, you know? That's extraordinary. So, it, so, so thank you all for inviting me and for letting me be part of your ministry and to share this journey that we're all on in, in a particular perspective that, that's been part of my own particular growth. Um, I was said in the earlier church, in the earlier service, that if, that if I were the minister of this church, I would change one thing, for sure, and that would be this podium. <laughs> and the reason being is whenever I get up to speak in front of people, I always have a panic attack, thinking, I hope my fly is zipped up. <laughs> And you can't gracefully check with this podium. <laughs> These big Episcopal podiums, you know, wood ones, they're, they're great for that. Nobody knows, you know. So, yeah, so. 
But other than that, this is, this is, a, this is just a great church and a great ministry, and, and I'm very honored to be able to be part of it. What I'd like to do is start out this morning and share a story, a little story with you about a kindergarten teacher. And she was um, having her class draw. It was a drawing time, and everybody was drawing, and she was walking around through the class, seeing what they were drawing. And she stopped at this one little girl, and she says, what are you drawing? And the little girl says, God. And the teacher says, well, nobody knows what God looks like. And the little girl just intently drawing, continued to draw, didn't even look up and said, they will in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd like you to keep that in mind as, as we talk this morning and as, as we explore some of these ideas. Um, I came to Unity because of the way that Unity understood and understands the meaning and the message and the impact of this person that historically we know as Jesus Christ. Um, he had a, a thing that he said uh, as one of the things that identified who he was. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what I think that was happening with him is that he was one of the first human beings that had evolved a consciousness, something that exists as potential and probably always has existed inside of us. But he was one of the first human beings that evolved this consciousness, this state of being in which he knew that the creative presence of life and love, that which human beings, because we have always known about it, ever since we've become conscious, have always tried to identify in some separate kind of way, something out there. He was awake to this, to this evolution of consciousness in which he knew that presence was the very essence of his being. And that the awakening to that truth in humanity was going to be our salvation. And that when you begin to awaken to that truth, you begin to understand that. That the impact of what it means to know that truth it changes everything. It's a threshold. And so we all in our lives all experience thresholds. And I would, 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 would um, propose to you that crossing this threshold is crossing the separation oneness threshold. is spiritually awakening to our oneness with God, with each other, and with all creation. And why I call it as a threshold is because thresholds are part of what we are. We are always experiencing, experiencing the threshold. We did that when, you know, when we began as a fetus in the womb. That was a state of being. You know, I always think about it as paradise. <laughs> because you don't have to worry about anything. You, know? you don't want anything because everything is given to you before you get a chance to think that something's missing. So you get everything you want, you know, and have all of that experience. And then at some point in time, you get ejected, you know. I think, I think, you know, you know, and, and it's probably not a good experience. There was a, there was that one comedy, comedian who did this stand-up thing about being born. You know, and he goes like this, he goes, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so, so basically, basically what it is, is getting ejected from the state, from that particular state of oneness into the experience of separation. 
because you're separate now. And what happens with that experience of separation is the experience of fear and anxiety. That's a part of that experience. And so most of you know, how many of you have raised children from, from birth, you know? A lot of you in here, and most of you who haven't, you already know that, that the fact is, is that little kids, little infants that are after they're born, cry a great deal. And what they're doing is expressing their anxiety about whether or not their needs are going to get met adequately. And that's what happens with the experience of, of being born, the experience of crossing the threshold. And you never get to go back once you cross a threshold. But what also happens is if the experience, it, the presence of love, the presence of loving parents and people who care and touch and love, that degree of anxiety begins to go away, does it not? And you begin to be comfortable with the truth that there is a presence of love that's going to answer all of your needs and that kind of thing. So, so what is happening is there are all kinds of thresholds. And in the context of being born and being a human being, what the other thing that, that, that exacerbates that anxiety is the fact that in the context of being born as a physical human being, everything is not equal. We are not equal. For instance, I did not have the genes that would make me tall and good looking like Chris. <laughs> and I'm aware of that, by the way. <laughs> and have always been. I have looked in the, in the, in the ads for the, you know, the, the ads for dating and stuff like that, nobody is looking for short, fat guys. <laughs> they are, those ads aren't there, you know. And I, and I almost never check anymore now that I'm growing up. <laughs> but, but they're not there. And so in, in the context of that, and in, in the context of, of, of meeting our own spiritual, or our own physical needs and our own survival needs and pursuing our own individual self-interest. We do that in, in, this, in this experience of being separate. And, and in that experience, we, we are called, we experience this fear that my, my needs might not get met, that something might happen. And that basically is our ego sense of self. It is the sense of self that is separate and has a separate self-interest. Now, I am not against the experience of separation. I think the experience of separation is wonderful. It, it is a great thing. It is what happens when all of those separate voices join together in that choir, and when those separate notes join together in that music, and all of those things. When you and I get together as separate, we can create something that has never existed before. All of you that are married and have kids have already done that to some extent. But that is a reality of that truth. But the other part of that truth is this sense of fear that comes with it. And when we identify with that, with the sense of fear, and identify with the experience of separation as the truth of our reality, that fear oftentimes becomes a dominant part of who we are. And so what Jesus knew and, and what we're talking about is evolving into the, another step. So this, the, the crossing the threshold, the separation oneness threshold, means going from a sense of self and well-being that is separate and disconnected from everything and everyone else. The consciousness of that. Consciousness that says, my sense of well-being is separate from yours and is independent of yours, and I can pursue it. The, the threshold is, is when we move into the next state, which is the state of oneness. And in the context of oneness, 
the sense of self and well-being is connected one with everything and everyone else. And that's what Jesus had entered into, I believe. And that's what we are called to enter into. And it is actually a threshold. It is a threshold much like humanity has gone through thresholds. We've gone through thresholds moving from the place where the use of fire and the change of our diets to the, to the use of language, and particularly written language. All of those things have been thresholds that have been major effects, have had major effects on the human experience. What I would propose to you is this is the one that we're approaching right now, the threshold of oneness. We're at a place where there is a global consciousness, is there not, that has never existed before. That's happened in, in our lifetimes in the last 30, 40, 50 years. There is a global consciousness. And in the context of that consciousness, the need to transcend the reality of separateness in which people believe, in which we as a species and individuals believe that separation is the ultimate truth. It's a reality, but not the ultimate truth as we move into that which Jesus Christ understood was the salvation of humanity, was awakening to our oneness with the creative presence that we call God, our oneness with each other, and our oneness with all creation. And in the context of that separation, it asks us to let go of the, of, of, our, of identifying exclusively with the experience of separation, identifying exclusively with the experiences we have in this world. As I move across that threshold, for instance, if I were to be diagnosed with cancer, there is a, there's a state of consciousness in which the diagnosis of cancer would be a threat to myself, would be a major threat to myself. It would say, you know, there is something threatening your life. In the consciousness of oneness, having that same diagnosis of cancer still says, this is not a good deal. I'm not a happy camper about this. But the truth is, there is a reality that lives inside of me that I am awake to and that I know is the truth of who I am. I don't try to convince myself with it. If I've crossed the threshold, I know it's the truth of who I am. And in that reality, I am the living presence of eternal life and love. The living creative presence of eternal life and love. And nothing can ever change that. Now that's, that's called me to go across some other thresholds. I usually tell people I'm 38 years in recovery. And getting to recovery was... Somewhat unpleasant. There were some things that, you know, many of you may know about that. But there was, it was somewhat unpleasant. And getting into the recovery program, my need to get into the recovery program had its basis in the belief that I was defective. Fundamental belief in my own defectiveness. And, and that was one of the hardest things to get by. You know, 38, 40 years ago, I'd been locked up in places where they put people who are going to commit suicide and things like that. So I've had some experiences around that. And when I got into unity and people began to tell me about this, it was a, it was a threshold for me to get by that place which, in which I was able to say, I may still feel like a loser. I may still feel like this, this is true about me. I'm not good enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not tall and good looking enough. I'm not smart enough. Whatever it is that, that I'm not enough of. That may still feel like a truth, but what I do know is it's a lie. 
It is a lie. And it is a lie that is generated by believing in the phenomena of separation as the ultimate truth. That's where that lie comes from. And, and so what Jesus was talking about us is we had to transcend that lie. And it called me to transcend that lie. Even though I was unable to stop emotionally feeling that way, I was able to tell myself every time that this is not the truth. This is how I feel, but it is not the truth. And in that context, I stopped identifying myself with my emotions and with the reality that I grew up in and all of those kinds of things and began to try to identify myself with spiritual practices, with what they said was the truth inside of me and, and what I at some level knew was right. I knew that somewhere inside me there was an extraordinary presence. And, 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 and there was part of me that said, bullshit. Oh, excuse me, that's not ministry. <laughs> but there was a part of me that didn't go along with that, you know. And, and I would just have to keep telling myself it's a lie. And then I would have to keep exploring in how it is that I believe that and how that lie has manifested itself in my life. And as a result of that, as I began to get on this other side of, of that, I crossed the threshold in which no matter how I feel, no matter what circumstances I'm in, I know the truth that is in me is the truth of the presence of God as the essence of my being. I crossed the threshold and have never gone back. And, and, and so I think that that's what we're called to do. And in the context of that, I gained the capacity to, to, to start using spiritual practices. And the spiritual practices, the individual ones of prayer, of meditation, of affirmations, have all been very important to me. But I also discovered something that keeps me on the other side of the threshold that I want to be on, is there are relational spiritual practices that we have to have. And these have to do with, with things that Jesus taught about. For instance, Unforgiveness. It is not okay. It will keep you and it does keep me separate. I had made a commitment to myself and it was a hard one to make. I had some hard times because there were some people that I was pretty sure didn't de deserve forgiveness in my life. I don't know about yours, but I had some. And, and I had to make a commitment that I don't care what. I don't care what or why. I will not allow unforgiveness to be part of who I am. And then, as I began to awake to this reality, this new reality of the consciousness of God being the essence of my being, I began to realize that that awakening was happening in my relationships with you. That's what was making it happen. I couldn't do this by myself. It had to be with you. And then I began to become aware of the fact that, that as I awoke to this Christ presence inside of me, it demanded of me that I begin to participate in other people's awakening because we are one, because I'm waking up to the reality of this oneness and the fact that, that even if you don't know it, I know that transcending and going across this threshold is the most important thing that human beings were, are about. And I begin to recognize that as a Christ in me, and I begin to recognize that as the calling of Jesus Christ. And what I would propose to you 
is that you know that for yourself already. You know the truth that what is in you is the presence of God and that what is in you and me and all of us together is God answering the prayers and needs of humanity. And so, so there was something that, that we're moving towards, I think, in unity and something that Chris attested to. First of all, this is when Jesus talked about this state of oneness. He said in that, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one. And what he is saying is that is the threshold of consciousness that we are called to transcend both individually and collectively as a species. And that if we were to continue to make the choices we are all making as a species, that we would, from the consciousness of separation as the ultimate truth, that we would be creating something in this world that we don't want. And that it is this transition into this new experience that calls forth the promise of what we know we can do. We know we are the living presence of the Christ. And we know that that presence, his only purpose is to create goodness, beauty, and truth in the expression of life. And you know that that's the truth in your heart. You know that. Whether or not you're having experience in it, but what I would propose to you is that you know that. And when we know that together, and when we begin to see what we are and what we are called to do, we begin to go beyond the me and move into the we of who we are called to be. And what I would propose to you also is that, is that it is the consciousness of the Christ in which this human experience it becomes God answering prayers. I no longer believe or pray to a God out there that will answer my prayers. And, and I've had too many experiences in which that hasn't produced what I'd want. And look at the history of the world and the history of human suffering and know that those kind of prayers to a God out there don't seem to work. What I do believe is that Jesus woke up to the truth that's in our hearts that we are called to evolve into and to develop and to express. And then that truth in our heart tells us that together, we create the body of Christ. Every cell in my fingernail, uh, individual cells, are 100% Barry Venard. What I would say is that the spiritual potential in you is what Juan um, affirmed in the meditation. The spiritual potential in you is the Christ. It is there, but it has to be developed. And when it is developed, you and I become like individual cells in our body. We become the body of Christ. And Christ is the answer to humanity's prayers and needs. And that's what we're about. And so that's what unity is called to do. That's what you and I are called to do. You and I, when we awaken to that truth, are called to become generous. And the generosity has to do not so much with money, has to do with you taking responsibility for the, for the evolution of human consciousness and at this state as being part of the body of Christ. We being part of the body of Christ. We being that. So. So there's an affirmation that I would like us to do together. And it comes from out of John 17, 22. It says, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that we may be one even as we are one, that they may be one even as we are one. And that's the promise. And that is 
what holds the truth for us. And that is when I'm aware of that and when I can see it in you, I never feel more alive when I can see the Christ in you and when I know that that's your truth. When you know that is somebody else's truth, regardless of whether they know it or not, because a whole lot of people don't, right? So whether, 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 he, whether they know it or not, if you know it, that, that makes a difference. That's what works. So let's affirm together. I am awakened to the truth. Let's say that together. I am awakened to the truth that we are God addressing the needs and prayers of humanity. And then turn to somebody next to you and say to them, you are awakened to the truth. Let's do it. You are awakened to the truth that we are God addressing the needs and prayers of humanity. And then together, let's say it together as a statement of truth. And let's access that place inside where that truth exists in you and exists in each one of us. And that we know that we are God answering prayer. That you know that together. We are awakened to the truth. That we are God addressing the needs and prayers of humanity. And then let's affirm together, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Together? That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.